Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Your Normal Books. My name is Kalen. How are you guys doing today? I am doing quite well. I am here with my almond milk mocha frap. And you might be thinking that I am pretentious uh, drinking almond milk with it, but I am semi-lactose intolerant. So unfortunately, regular dairy products do not agree with me. So I'd rather not be on the ground curled up in the fetal position with my stomach cramping on itself. That was probably too much information than you needed, but there it is. Um, things this week, they, I've, I've had one weird occurrence and work right now is extremely hectic and, um, it, it, I'm not working really too many more hours. I mean, most weekends I'm working majority of every Saturday now, which really sucks, but with Easter that just happened a couple weeks ago and now with everything moving back into good production we're just working a lot more and we've also got a new system in in the room that I work in so we're all learning that we're all trying to figure out what's going to go on the new system it's just very chaotic with everything but the I, I think I've said before that my house is haunted and I swear to God house is haunted as fuck. Cause, uh, I, I had one weird incident. I think it was last week or the week before where this has happened and scared the shit out of me. And it reminded me of something that happened. God, this is probably three, four months ago. This happened, give or take. So the, the thing that happened three, four months ago, before I get into the thing that happened the other week, um, was I was home alone. It was, God, it was probably anywhere between 10 to 1, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m., somewhere in that range. I'm upstairs. I'm in bed. I've got my, I fall asleep to the TV. So I, in my house, we don't have cable. Because it's just too expensive. We've got um, an HD antenna where we can get our local channels. Um, my mom's boyfriend, love him to death. He lets us use his um, YouTube TV account. We also have like Netflix, Disney Plus. We have my brother's Hulu account. And then um, I just got Discovery Plus. So we've got all these different things that we can watch. Um, so I usually fall asleep to, I think it. I think that night I was falling asleep to Forensic Files, which awesome show. I'm a huge true crime fan. If I had not said this before, um, so I so I have Forensic Files on, and I take sleeping gummies since I was God. I was twenty. I think I was like 21 maybe when I started having trouble falling asleep and staying asleep. So um, I started to take um, sleeping pills or sleeping medication. Right now I am taking Ollie and their sleeping shoes. 20 minutes out, gone. It's fantastic. 
stay asleep through, through the entire night. It's not until my body feels like I have enough, I had enough rest that it wakes me up, which is fantastic. I absolutely love it. And uh, so this night had already, I, I took my sleeping gummies. I when was laying in bed, I think I was either, I had the TV on, and it's very, very low, like, I can have it on, um, volume one, and it still feels like it's blaring at me, but, um, have the volume on, just very, very low, and I was either playing a game, or I was reading, I, my phone was in my hand for some reason, I cannot remember what I was doing, and, all of a sudden, and and I think I said her before, I'm home alone. There's no one in the house with me. Zena is in her dog bed. I'm in my bed. And all of a sudden, I hear, like, it, it's like someone had, like, right outside my door, someone had, like, jumped and landed really hard. And I'm just like, oh. Like, automatically, you start to freak out, did someone break in? Um, and and I'm trying to think, I'm just like, no. That all my doors are locked, all my windows are locked. There's no way anyone could get in. I would hear them come up the stairs because our stairs are very, very creaky. And I'm going through all this. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, right? And I'm waiting to hear, and then I hear, I want to, I can't remember if it was steps towards the bathroom or towards the stairs, but like I heard something and then it stopped. So I'm awake. I'm staring at the door for like 20 minutes. I, so I have one of my old softball bats up in my room. I grab it. I'm holding it at a very, very defensive position. And I walk to the door. I open it really fast. I stick my head out. I've got the bat ready for a swing. And it's a very narrow hallway. Um, and I'm just like, so I'm going to hit a wall or a person. Something's going to get hit. I don't swing the bat at all. And no one there. And there's not another noise for the, for the rest of the time. Like, uh, we, when, so... I can't remember how many years ago this was, but we, um, when we put new carpet in the living room, we also, uh, carpeted the stairs. So, uh, with the stairs being carpeted, like at two, three in the morning, you can no longer hear someone walk up and down the stairs. Like we would hear that all the time. And it, cause for years, we only had one bathroom, and that was the downstairs bathroom. We finally put an upstairs bathroom in, and 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 so having to go downstairs to pee when you hear when you constantly hear like footsteps up and down the stairs, like yeah, it's creepy as fuck. So the incident that happened, what was it, two? Two weeks ago, maybe two, three weeks ago. Um, that was uh, I had shut the door. 
uh, when, when I shut my bedroom door, like it's not, it doesn't seem like it's centered right. So if you just close it, it won't latch. So you kind of have to like lift the door up a little bit for it to latch shut. So latch shut, hear the sound of it latching shut. And I had just crawled into bed and all of a sudden I, I hear click. And my door swings open. I'm scared fucking shitless. Because there is no plausible reason that that door should have unlatched itself. No reason whatsoever. There's no way it could have done that. Absolutely no way. And I'm there freaking out. Zena's looking at the door being just like, like you, it, it's always been said that dogs can see, that animals can see like ghosts and everything else. So she's staring at the door intently. She's not growling or anything like that, but she's staring at the door intently. I'm freaking the fuck out. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And it is just creepy as fucking shit. So that was my last couple weeks. <laughs> it's been, uh, it's been crazy. And I tried, I, I, when the, when the door swung open, I tried to tell myself, oh, it's just drafty. That's, that's all it is. Nope. Wasn't fucking drafty. So I'm still convinced that my house is haunted and no one can take that from me because I don't think I've said this before and I might've, I don't know. Um, the house that I live in, it was actually built by my, oh, I can't remember how many great, it was like great, great, great. It was either great, great or great, great, great grandparents. So this house has literally been in my family for years. So, and I think it's just like, um, whatever great grandma it is that's still here. Cause we call her little grandma. Cause like every once in a while, especially when like my parents lived here, um, we would have like keys and, and, and just little things go missing and we would not be able to find them. And then we go, little grandma, can you please give us, give this back to us? And within five minutes, we'd find it in a place where we'd already looked before. So, I mean, just little things like that. It's just so strange at times, but you know, it's home. All right, before we get into any more creepiness, we're going to get into a creepiness of a different kind, which is our book. So the book that we have this week, this is book number one of five of the Mindfuck series. Now, this book is called The Risk, and it's written by S.T. Abbey. Now, S.T. Abbey is a pen name for another author, so... Here's about S.T. Abbey. So this pen name is for the author C.M. Owens. As of right now, she is on a hiatus. When and if she will return is unclear at this time. She not only writes under 
uh, C.M. Owens and S.D. Abbey, but also Christy Cunning. She is a USA Today best-selling author that writes different types of romance novels from paranormal to crazy wilderness tales, too. I have read majority... Well, not, I'm not going to say majority. I'm gonna, I've read a very good amount of all the books she's read, of, of the books that she's written um, under all of her names. Now, S.D. Abbey, this is the only, as far as I know, the only series that she's ever wrote under the pen name S.D. Abbey. And it took me forever to figure out that spelled stabby. Alrighty, before I get into anything else, we are going to start back into this. So the characters are Lana Myers, Logan Bennett, Jake Denver, Craig, Elise, Hadley, Donnie, and Victoria Evans. Now, some of these with last names, um, I'll get into a little bit of that here in a minute. Um, and I think, I think I actually won't get into the Lana Myers until I think it's either the fourth or it's the fifth and to the fifth book. That's when, um, we'll go into a little bit more detail of why of of that name so uh before i get into anything else um i want to say there is a trigger warning in this series both book and podcast or and yeah podcast episode um there is talk of rape torture and murder please take this into consideration before reading or listening so, at the be in this book, at the beginning of every chapter, there is a quote from Einstein. And the reason for that is, is because Lana's father was a huge fan of Einstein. So, we meet Lana while she's ha at a coffee shop, and unbeknownst to her, so is Logan and Craig, and... And how she kind of meets them is Craig hits on her. And he seems like he is this very, I, I don't want to say overconfident, but he, he is like the type of guy that, that, in it that believes every woman loves him. He can he can get anyone he wants and no one's going to turn him down. Lana turns him down. And he's a... It's, it's almost like arrogance in a way with Craig, it seems. And so this kind of amuses Logan because he's used to seeing women fawn all over Craig because he's this very, I, I think they said he was like classically handsome. Um, he was very well-dressed, apparent uh, came from money of some sort. And she's just not into that. So 
We learn that both Craig and Logan are FBI. And and Logan and Lana, they and Logan pays for like Lana's food, like her coffee, and I believe it was like a muffin she ate. So he pays for that, and, he, and she tries to pay him back for it, but he won't take it. He's just like, thank you for the entertainment, the most I've had in forever. And they, and then. Logan ends up giving Lana his number because, you know, they're vibing on each other. And, but what, what Logan does in the FBI is he's a profiler. Now, I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen Criminal Minds, but that's kind of what he does is he profiles, um, literally he profiles serial killers. That is what he does. And I, for me, like, Getting like like it's in like the documentaries of getting into the mind not getting into the psyche of a serial killer or or I'm not gonna say anything else, but I'm gonna just say serial killer. It's very fascinating to me. Not because I ever want to kill anyone. Like this is like sometimes all right, so I take my dog for a walk. Um, I take her to this place called Blue Heron Nature Reserve, and it's just like a walking trail type and bird watching place. And so they've got they've got a wooden plank trail, and then they've got a trail that you can go to um, that's called the Meadow Trail. So, so I walk her through there, and it's like. It's surrounded by woods, um, woods and field. There's a creek. And the entire time, like, I walk her. Like, I don't listen to to anything anymore. Like, I used to listen to... While I'm walking through the woods, I used to listen to a murder podcast, which probably not the best thing when I'm alone with a dog walking through the woods. Probably not the greatest idea, but I don't do that anymore. I pay more attention to her now than I do um, with anything else. But my mind, it, it constantly wanders. I'm just like, oh, if I go up this path like, and, and go into the foliage, man, it's a great place to hide a body. Like, that is that is what my mind has come to with with just listening to all these murder podcasts and, and all these documentaries about serial killers and everything. The one that really creeped me out, the one documentary that really creeped me out more than anything was the um, tapes of Ted Bundy because you could hear his voice and you, and it was literally like he was talking to you and it was just creepy as hell. Anyway. So, when we learn that Lana or that uh, Logan and Craig are FBI, we also learn what Lana does. And uh, that is she's a female serial killer. Now, the men that she kills, she does for good reason. And we'll get into that reason as we go.
after this meeting, it goes a little bit into detail of what happened in her tragic past, but not enough for us to fully understand at this time. Now, we find out that Jake and Lana are partners in not only their online business, which our online business is this buy, sell, and trade. Um, it kind of reminds me of like eBay in a way, but probably a bit more secure. But they are also business in their revenge as well. So their revenge is the men that Lana kills. So Lana is not the name that she was born with. And after the tragic event that happened to her, Jake had changed her identity and soon after that legally changed her name. So no one could, so no one from the past could find, could find them. Jake's name has to always stay the same. It's just Lana's that um, became different. As the series goes on, um, more, more will be revealed for this reason. So Logan and Lana start to have a relationship with one another. And you kind of wonder, like, is this a good idea? I mean, you've got an FBI agent that profiles serial killers. You've got a female serial killer who cannot stop her revenge because she is not the only one that matters in this plot. And Logan has no idea kind of who really Lana is and what she does. She tries to tell him the truth as much as she can, but is so scared that he will learn everything. And for the last 10 years, she's been filled with all this pain and hurt and anger. So we find out that the tragic event that happened 10 years ago was okay i'm gonna read it all right so 10 years ago lana's real name at the time was victoria evans and what had happened to her was that her and her brother were brutally raped and tortured and left for dead. Her brother didn't survive. But one of the last things he said to her was to avenge them. So she has been, so she is seeking vengeance for her whole family. We learn about her parents as the series goes on. So when Victoria and her brother Marcus, when they go into the hospital, she's the only one who walked out, but with the identity of Kennedy Carlisle. Now, Kennedy was an heiress who died in a car accident the same night the Evans siblings went to the hospital. And we find out that the men that she's killing are the men that had raped her and her brother. And the reason Jake is helping her is because he's her best friend and her brother Marcus was his boyfriend and the love of his life. At the time, 
Victoria was 16 and Marcus was 17. As this goes on, we'll learn why these events happened. So we're going to get to a little bit more positive note with this. Um, uh, I'm going to say with the series and not with this event that had happened. So things are becoming more and more heated between Logan and Lana, and he shows up at Lana's without any notice. And she decides right then and there, some things have to change within her cider house because she has a murder room. So she has to hide everything in that murder room in a different room inside that room. So it's kind of like a panic room in a way, or it's just a secret. Really, it's just a secret room inside a room, which if you think about it, is really cool. Um, and with everything still going on, she's still able to do all of her kills. But with her and with Jake wants to keep her as sane as possible. So they've decided they're going to spread their kills out from uh, a month apart from each other. And they have, and they've already planned what their end game is going to be. And at this point, we don't know what that end game is. Now, Logan is very, very good at his job, which, you know, can be a little worrying because he's in a relationship with a woman who kills people, but he hasn't figured that out yet. I mean, she, ha Lana has kind of trained herself to be a profiler herself. She's had to be because she, I mean... She's literally from, from when she recovered till now, she's literally had to retrain her, her whole psyche in a way. And what I mean is that she's had to kind of like, she, she used to have triggers herself, but she had to strengthen her mind and her body from those triggers. Like she did a whole bunch of training, like um, martial arts, any type of martial arts she could do, she trained against it. She, she also trained in um, in weapons training. And with all doing this, a lot of, I've never taken a martial arts class. I was not coordinated as a child. Um, I was most likely... Um, going to hurt myself than anything else. Like my, my mom to this day, she still calls me, calls me an accident waiting to happen. Surprisingly, I've never really broken a bone before. I have fractured my shoulder from a four wheeling accident because I'm a dumbass that decides I'm going to do donuts in the wet grass with no helmet on. So luckily, um, my shoulder was the only injury I had. I I mean, I've... I've really, like, stretched some ligaments, but really, I've never snapped anything or anything like that. So, I mean, knock on wood, haven't done that. 
Um, but with Logan being as good as it's, it, I mean, it is worrying with Logan being as good. But, you know, Lana has put in certain things or has done certain things to keep um, all the focus off on her. Like, she wears men's size boots that are like size 12 or something. And, I mean, they've rigged up a way to where it does a heel the toe print. Um, she wears backpacks filled with rocks to throw off the weight because when you look at a footprint and you see kind of, especially if it's in mud or dirt or anything like that, when you see the depression that it is, then you can kind of gauge like the height and weight of that individual. I don't know how, but you can people can do that um so like like she's done all these certain countermeasures and it's thrown logan off because he logan and his team are the ones investigating lana's murders there's one big case that him and his team are working on and it's the case of the boogeyman now this man we find out at the end of the book his name is gerald fleming Plemons. Gerald Plemons. So he breaks into women's houses. He tortures them and rapes them. Um, the FBI are having a very, very difficult time trying to find him. And it's basically with the help of Lana. Um, what does she do? She uh, profiles him basically and says, because the police were going on the assumption that he had, he was somewhere, he had some job in, in law enforcement, whether it be security guard, police officer, anything like that. But she's just like, no, you're looking for a guy who has a menial job as a janitor, some sort of cleaner, because she sees the way that he cleans the crime scene. Like he uses the um the correct um cleaners for these like like anything that he, i mean like yeah you can use wood cleaner you can wipe something up and sometimes it can still leave streaks but if he knows the exact cleaners to use to not leave streaks you know that he is proficient in killing or not killing and cleaning to not so that like he literally can take any evidence he has and be gone. And he and this guy Gerald, he has or I'm gonna call him Plemons because calling him by the first name is just really weird. Um and and Plemons, he's fixated on Logan now because Logan is the one trying to find him. He like they finally figured out who he is and it's kind of like he, like, this dude completely, the, Plemons is, we'll, we'll get more into Plemons next book. So with him being fixated on Logan, you're probably thinking, why would a man who rapes and tortures women be fixated on, on a man now? And you realize that in order to break the man who's hunting him, he would have to go after that man's girlfriend or wife. And in this case, 
it's Lana. And Lana is planning on this. She's planning on Plemons coming to her. And so then she can end him because she wants the threat to be gone from Logan. So at the end of the book, we have this big, like, holy fuck moment. And I feel like everyone in their life at one point or another has had a holy fuck moment. Mine was a childhood boyfriend who I had not seen in years. Um, had come over to the house because um, my how we met was my mom used to babysit when I was younger. My mom actually babysitted him. And I, we saw each other and I was like, holy fuck. Because... I mean, he was a nice guy and everything, but it was just, we were just too young, really, for anything. Because I want to say, like, I, I know I'm a year older than him. I want to say we are like, 11 or something, like 10, 11, 11, 12, something in that range. But... But Lana's holy fuck moment is that Hadley is coming, is at Lana's house. And she asked the she asked Lana the question of why she stole the identity of a dead girl. And that is the end of the book. That is where the book leaves us. And, to, and we don't know that until, until we get to the next book of how Lana answers all this and what happens from then. I mean, there's so much in this book and in this entire series to fully unpack because there's just so much shit going on. It, it's, it, it's really hard to fathom with everything because you hear about the tragic past that Lana went through. You hear basically all that she had to survive. And you are thinking to yourself, I would not be able to do that. I, w within the first year or two, I would give up completely. I, there's no way. Like, they go, like, in this book, they go through, because it's 10 years after the, after the incident. Um, I think they said the first year it was to recuperate. The second year was to kind of um, get her strength back. It wasn't until, like, the fifth year or it wasn't until like the fourth year that she could handle being touched the fifth year she could start to handle it was like the fifth or sixth year that she could start to handle um intimacy and then the seventh it was the sixth or seventh year that they decided to get revenge no it was this The seventh, I think it was the seventh year they planned on their revenge. The eighth year that they started really planning. The ninth year 
that they put some things into motion. And then the 10th year, the killing started. So they had this entire, they've had years to plan everything out. And they're, and one of the reasons that Lana is so good at profiling is because she's always had to think, if we do this, what is the next, what is, um, what is this certain person going to do? And it's kind of what they've had to do for the last couple years. And they're slowly putting into basically everything that they want to do. And the only thing that somewhat derails their plan is Lana's relationship with Logan. Because no one saw that coming. Um, this book, it, it's written so fantastically because you have, you have in this sometimes where you are in the present and then somehow you're taken to the past and then you're back in the present again. Like it's just little snippets of memories that Lana sometimes gets and you're just like, Oh damn. And then you get to hear, you get to read some of the things that had happened to her and it's really fucking heartbreaking. And I, even though, even though some of the stuff is sometimes hard to read, it's such a good book, and I love, absolutely love the dedication in in the beginning of every book, because the dedication is basically is basically this to everyone that is that has ever been Lana Myers, to everyone still trying to find their way. You were not alone, and and it's kind of like that, and it's beautifully done. And I know I've said this a couple times with different books and everything, but I swear to God, this could be the best fucking movie if it's done correctly. I, I don't, I personally, I wouldn't want it as a movie. I would want it as a series, like say 10 episodes per book. So then you'd have five series total. And it just, and you just kind of do all that. Or even if you want to do like a mini, like a mini series in a way. And I don't know if you can do multiple seasons with mini series. I don't know that. But even if it's five episodes per season and then you got five seasons, I mean, it'd be fucking fantastic because it is so beautifully done. You can see it in your head of it go through everything. I fucking love it so much. I cannot tell you how many times I have re I have read this series. I can't even tell you. I, 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 even though it's such a dark subject, it is so fucking good. It's one of those series that you're just, that once you pick it up, once you start reading, you cannot put it down. There, for me, there's very there's a couple series that I have to really fight myself on. I need I need I need to do chores. I need to do some housework. I need to do this, and I have to physically force myself to put this down. Oh, as much as I don't want to say goodbye and talk about this book until the cows come home, unfortunately, it is time to end this episode. I know. It's very heartbreaking. I don't want to do it either, but I will be back next week with book two. All right. 
If you guys want to find me on social media, you guys can do that at on Instagram and on Twitter at Not Your Normal Books Podcast. Uh, you can email me or DM me on Instagram with um, any book suggestions, any thoughts and feelings. Also, if, um, if you guys have any questions for me and... Uh, you can do that on Instagram or you can do it at notyournormalbooks at gmail.com. Please, as always, subscribe, rate, and review. It helps more people find this podcast. Um, I believe that is all for you. As of right now, I no longer have a Patreon. Um, I'll see how the time goes and then I might reopen it. But until next week, I bid you adieu. I think I said that correctly. I did never took French. So I will see you guys next week.